0: There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the Dwight.
1: Hello and welcome to the Power Chord Hour podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you for another episode. And while this week I do not have a new one for you, I did not want to leave you hanging, so I decided I would drop another throwback episode to a a pre-podcast interview that I did way early on back in uh, 2017, one of my very first interviews ever, which uh, is insane to think about for me because... Uh, I mean, this guy is still probably one of the most famous people I've ever uh, interviewed. I mean, when you when you start to think about it and uh, if you've not if you've not looked at the title of the podcast, I am talking to Stephen Jenkins of uh, Third Eye Blind, the uh, lead singer. And, you know, I, I really if you look back at the 90s, like they're one of the biggest bands, like there's very few bands that were as successful as uh, them. In that like I mean, like Semi Charm Life, Jumper, How's It Gonna Be?, like all those all those hits off that uh, first record, I mean, are like still on lists of like you know the the biggest songs of uh, the '90s. I mean, just there's so many different accolades and uh, well deserved. That record, I absolutely love it. The self-titled, uh, which came out back in 1997. So uh, I did this interview with Steven Jenkins for the 20th anniversary of the album. Um, it was before they went on tour for it. They were gonna go play the record. And uh, they were also they released the uh, album, like a deluxe edition on vinyl and CD. And, uh, you know, he was doing some promotion for it. And it's funny because I remember at the time it was I was working my very first commercial radio job, um, probably like five, six months out of college. And, uh, you know, like, like I was doing the weekends and stuff and, and we play tons of Third Eye Blind. And uh, I remember just saying a few different times, like, You know, I'd play like Jumper or something on there and just like, you know, it's crazy to think like that song's 20 years old this year. It's like, I wonder if they'll do like, you know, one of those tours, you know, because at the time, three years ago and even I mean, I guess not now because nobody's playing shows. But, you know, anniversary shows are pretty big. So like I was I was speculating that every now and then um, on there. Anytime we would play them, like, yeah, you know, like I wonder if they'll if they'll do like a deluxe edition of that album or if they'll put it out on vinyl like it was a pretty sought after uh, record on vinyl like it was very rare and went for tons and tons of money. So uh, it was funny that a few months after that, I remember coming to work one day and uh, my boss just, and this is like one of the perks of like, like a radio station job. Like it, it it's not like, you know, you know not you, you don't get filthy rich off of it. You don't even get paid all that great, but it's like perks. There's like those little perks in there. And one of them is just coming into work one day. And like your boss just coming in, like you want to interview the singer of Third Eye Blind, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun. Like that, that sounds cool. I'll do that. And uh, I basically was given a day. Um, she gave me like a little press sheet and uh, told me, like, yeah, you know, he'll he'll call in tomorrow. You have like, I mean, this is a short. This is a very short interview. I mean, I had like five ten minutes with him at most. Um, what he was doing? A lot of those like bigger artists. If you are listening to like terrestrial radio stations like in you know like wherever you're listening to this you know if you ever hear those ones like on morning shows um a lot of times morning shows doesn't have to be but you know like someone will call in for like maybe like 10 minutes a lot of times they'll be doing a uh i don't know what you want to call it but uh they're sitting in the room they're sitting in a room somewhere and they're getting patched in to all these different stations for like two hours so like you know, like he he called in from wherever he was, like New York City, and you know, he talked to me for like ten minutes, then they patched him through to another station in say Wisconsin, and then patched him through to one in California, and you know, like just so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, it was a short one, but I mean it was uh I mean for one, like I said, it was one of my first ever interviews. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think here. I did this in like March of 2017. At that point, the first interview I ever did was back in November. So like five months prior um, with Steve Neurotic, funny enough, our uh, guest from last week, where if you if you haven't listened to that one yet, go check that out. He was uh, the very first person I ever interviewed back in 2016. But I at that point, I'd interviewed him, a uh, band called Jumbo Shrimp Inc., uh, James Alex from Beach Slang, and David Julian Leonard, who knew Alex Chilton. I, uh, I interviewed him. He was doing a documentary and uh, it has not come out yet, but I think he's still working on it. And uh, I'll give you more details once I find out if he still is, because I, I don't, don't want to, like, give a bunch of information and then find out, like, the project's just over for good. But, uh, you know, those were, like, that was it. Like, I think I interviewed four people, and uh, my fifth was the lead singer of Third Eye Blind. So, I mean, I was pretty damn nervous, and uh, and I, I, I can hear it listening to this. Um, I, I definitely hear myself, and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty nervous, as I, I probably still would be, too. I mean, he, uh, for one, because, once again, it's like Third Eye Blind... I mean, you gotta you gotta think about it. It's like I realize that, like, okay, they're not they're not the biggest name in music now. But I mean, for one, they still play. I mean, they play arenas and stuff still. And I mean, it just goes back to like I said, like you look, and I mean, radio still plays them constantly. You hear them like like they you still hear those songs just as much as you did back in the '90s. And you know the significance of that, just like what they meant to the '90s and that decade, and you know, alternative music and whatnot. And, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know that's probably my favorite era of music. Like, I just I just end up centering around it. Like, it's not even intentional, but, like, a lot of people who I interview on here, a lot of the music I play on the radio show, just a lot of stuff I talk about, it's the 90s. Like, you know, all I can say is that most of those bands were being influenced by all those rad bands of the 80s, like the Replacements and Husker Do, and it all just rubbed off on them in the 90s, and we got some really good shit, and uh, one being Third Eye Blind. And uh, that that first record, and I mean, the other stuff, too, I got to say, they're a pretty underrated band where the first album gets a lot of accolades. But uh, everything else after, I mean, you know, there, there's a couple of hits here and there. Like, people know a few of the other songs, like Never Let You Go and stuff. But really, after that first record, they don't get enough recognition. I mean, there's some, there's some jams on there. Um, one of their most slept on ones was... Their Record, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it came out in like 2009 or 2010. It was kind of like the reunion record, I think they had been broken up for a few years in between. And uh, that one has some jams on it. If you've never listened to, I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, I it, like the cover has to do with constellations. There's like I think a tiger on the front, but uh, really well worth checking out. And uh, really, most of their other albums, too, honestly. Like if you haven't listened, to like their other stuff, but uh, you know, I mean, their self-titled one. I'm, I'm probably not telling you one. You've probably heard that record, and uh, if you've not heard the whole thing, you've definitely heard those singles. I mean, just a fucking huge record. But, uh, yeah, I had a blast talking to him. This was, uh, like I said, this is the, the fifth interview I ever did. I was so damn nervous. And, you know, I mean, there, there's nothing groundbreaking here. You know, in five minutes, you're not going to get, like, anything crazy. But what I will say, and I will shut up here because at this point, I think I've talked longer than the actual interview is. But uh, I I think one of the reasons, too, that I really want to put this on here is, I mean, like I said, real short interview, but I think I think something that was neat was said was his his answer for like I think it was like the last question. Just he got into music, the music industry, how it changes and, uh, you know, just how it was when he started and stuff. And it just seemed like a very insightful like, his answer was very insightful, and, I mean, even since interviewing him and him, like, telling me that, which, who knows, maybe maybe he just gives that answer to that question to everyone. Like, he could have just spit out the same uh, answer the next person, but, like, it just really gave me this, like, his idea of how, like, you know, it, as simple as it is, like, I, n- I guess I never thought of it so much with the music industry, how we consume music, you know, all that stuff – it's ever changing. It will never hit one spot. Like and when you think about it that way, I think it really puts things in perspective when you go, there's not this target because it's always changing. you know, And I talk about this with guests a lot. Like me and Steve Narotic were talking about this a lot last week, where he comes from the old school of the 90s and you know, giving out demo tapes and, you know, burnt CDs. You know, like at like big concerts going in, like giving them out to the crowd and handing out flyers and stuff like that. And, you know, like sending your music to like music publications and how that's all changed. But like the thing with that is, is that the other side of that, though, is that it will always change. Like the people who know how to promote themselves now, like he may look at and go, I have trouble promoting because I'm used to promoting like I did in the 90s. But the people now are going to have this same issue in 10 or 20 years. You know, it's just it's ever changing. But I think when you realize that. It changes things and puts in a new perspective. And, uh, you know, like his answer for that, I just really thought, you know, like like if if I took anything away from this interview, you know, in just a few short minutes, I got to talk to him, you know, it, it just I think that was the biggest one. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I still consider myself very lucky, you know, even even though I was extremely nervous, like for this to be one of my first uh, interviews that I got to do. Um, it was very cool. And I mean, I'll also shout out to my uh, old boss there who, uh, I mean, this originally aired on the top 40 station that I worked at. And then, you know, they were cool enough to let me, uh, air it on the power cord hour and, uh, you know, put it on our YouTube page and stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I've been allowed to use it other places, which is uh very, very cool. Cause not every, not every radio station is, uh, that cool about you just kind of using their shit different places you know the the fact that i've aired this on different radio stations and now the podcast and uh everything so uh shout out to heather skugin uh th- you know for uh letting me letting me getting me to uh, do this back back in the day there back in the day 3 years ago and uh letting me letting me use it different places so hell yeah shout out to her probably best boss I ever had but uh yeah this is our little throwback episode. I uh, I was, last week, I spent most of it hiking in Vermont. Um, th- This week's my birthday, and that was kind of like my quick birthday trip. I've uh, hit every state now. That was the last uh, of the lower 48, and uh, that was the last state I had to hit. So uh, I went up there and uh, did some hiking, stayed very, it's kind of weird when you tell people you're traveling right now, and like, like, yes, I did go up there, but it's like, I hardly saw anyone. Like, I was in the damn woods. Like, I really... I, I, I basically, my interaction was like buying gas and a sandwich here and there. So, like, that was about my human interaction with people. I was mostly hiking, and uh, I did take a quick detour over to, uh, to Massachusetts to uh, see Jack Kerouac's grave, which I've wanted to do for a while. So, uh, I went to go last year. And uh, that got all fucked up, so I was happy that I finally got to go back and uh, visit his grave. I've now been to him him and uh, Bukowski, both my favorite writers. I've been to both their uh, graves. And now I've been to the whole lower 48, and uh, I also hit Hawaii. So now it's Alaska. I just got to hit Alaska. But uh, that was my goal. I turned 28 this week. I've hit the lower 48 before I was 28, and uh, maybe I'll hit all 50 before I'm 30. That would be pretty rad. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to shut up. Because, yeah, like I said earlier, this is this is now, like, I've now been talking, like, double the amount of time I talked to Stephen Jenkins. And uh, I guess I did talk to him a little longer because this is kind of edited down because uh, originally when we did it, I mean, yeah, I was promoting the CD and stuff. But uh, we were also promoting, like, the date at Darien Lake they were playing and stuff. So I did cut out uh, certain parts of this from the original one, you know. So, so I guess I did talk to him for a few minutes longer than uh, what I have here. But this is the nice, like clean little edit that doesn't sound weird anymore and so also that you're not listening to this and going like oh they're playing darien lake on july 12th like no you missed that by about three years and then you get sad too because then you remember oh yeah there's no shows but that's it i'll be back next week with a new one and uh, if you listen to the radio show i'll be back uh, with a new radio show this friday but i just wanted to throw something up here get it up you know didn't want to leave you empty-handed so, uh, that is that. We're going to get into this now. And if you want to follow us online at PowerCord Hour on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I am getting brand new PowerCord Hour stickers. They're going to be here in a couple weeks. Um, hit me up with your address. And when I finally get them, I'll send you uh, some. PowerCordHour gmail.com. And also hit me up there if you have rated and reviewed. The uh, podcast on uh, iTunes because if so, I'll send you a free PowerCord Hour shirt. Just rate and review us, send me a screenshot, powercordhourgmail.com. You can DM us on social media, whatever. Just get me that screenshot somehow. I will send you a, a free t shirt. So, uh, yeah, that is that. This is my interview now with Steven Jenkins of Third Eye Blind talking 20 years of their self-titled record, which sold an ungodly amount of albums and you still hear everywhere. I mean, you still hear those songs everywhere like like culturally like they they've they've went nowhere i don't know where you're listening to this if you're if you're not in the uh us and shout out still to our listeners in india i mean they keep it's insane like how how like many uh like subscribers and downloads and stuff we're getting over there and for the short amount of time we've uh had the podcast available there so shout out to you if you're listening from over there but uh yeah like i don't know i don't know in what country you're at like how big they were or if they're still very big but in the united states you you still fucking hear songs off this record everywhere, and uh, it was an honor to talk to him for a few minutes about it. So here's my interview with Stephen Jenkins right here on the Powercord Hour podcast. On the phone right now, we have Third Eye Blind frontman Stephen Jenkins. The band is embarking on a three month tour celebrating the 20th anniversary of their self titled debut album. Tomorrow also marks the release of the 20th anniversary edition of the album on a two CD and three LP set. Stephen, how are you doing today? It's- Quite a a wind-up, Anthony. Thank you. Kind of going back to that to that time when you were recording. What were what were some of the influences for you on that album? What were you listening to while you were writing and recording the debut album?
0: Oh wow, that's a good question. What was I listening to? Um, Jane's Addiction, Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, a lot of hip hop stuff. Wow, I'm thinking of some other bands that were um, um,
1: Oasis. I mean, are you are you someone when you're writing and recording? Do you like to get influences from other bands, are you someone I know some artists? You kind of try to stay away from it just because you know you almost don't want to take from other artists if that makes sense.
0: No, I like to listen to lots of music, and I and um, I think. A lot of times, people listen to music much more intently in those times, and um, I think it's great. You get sort of deeper into it as you go.
1: Can you remember the first time that you ever heard um, Third Eye Blind on the radio?
0: Oh yeah, I was driving over the Bay Bridge. I was driving um, back from um, our rehearsal base in Oakland to San Francisco, and San Francisco's opening up over the Bay Bridge. And I came on my alternative uh, radio station for the first time, and um, it's never left rotation since. <laughs>
1: Not, yeah, a, not quite a, bad a feeling. Movie. And uh, I mean, obviously, since you guys are playing the album live, just, you know, over time, because you have, you know, you play the hits, you play certain things, there's probably a lot of songs that you'll be playing off this album that you either haven't played in years, maybe you've never played at all. Were there any songs off um, the debut album going back that you had forgotten about that you're kind of exciting excited about playing live? That you yeah, that's like half of that record we, we did.
0: Thanks a lot. We haven't played that one for a long time, and, and um, we haven't played Good For You. I love – I think probably my favorite song for the first record is uh,
1: um, God of Wine. So it's going to be fun to play that record. Obviously, the music industry has changed drastically in the last 20 years. That might even be an understatement. But overall, um, as a musician, do you think it's changed more positive, or is it more negative for musicians? Do you think it's, it's easier now, or is it harder?
0: easier but there's a lot less money in it so it's 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 easier to to kind of get the tools together to make an impact and it's harder to make a living so it's kind of both but you know when I came up there was such an industry and there were these just just the worst possible people you could imagine dealing with in the music industry and they were the gatekeepers of access to um, the tools and now it's been totally democratized. So, you know, studio time used to be so expensive that you had to have a record deal. Now all you need is a microphone and a, a computer, and you can you can make a record. You know, um, Mike Skinner made a record from uh, The Streets, and I thought that was one of the best, like, just one of the best kind of like hip-hop spoken word records ever made, and it was just made on a, a crummy laptop. So that makes recording easier. And then you can put stuff up, up, you know, you can put things up on your Facebook page and, and, you know, get your Instagram going. or Whatever your social, you know, whatever your graph is, you can get, get, a, get it out there like that. And I think that that's really great. I also think that for, for Third Eye Blind, for like a bigger band like us, this music discovery that happens through kids finding um, files, and that's how they find our music, and they've kept it alive that way. So Third Eye Blind's music is, is in the present tense for them. They they don't they don't care um, when it came out. They care if it resonates to the life that they're living now, and that's why you know that's why we have the audience that we do. That's why um, that's why we can play a place this summer like Darien Lakes. It's because kids find that music um, through um, through streaming, um, and uh, it makes them want to be a part of it. Time that we're in right now. Is it better? I don't know. It's different. It always evolves. And we haven't arrived either. Like, we're not at the plate. There's never going to be some arrival. Things are always going to change. When a technology comes in, it, it will change stuff. But what won't change is that desire to find music that really.